This is things you might have heard. I am Jay Cleveland Payne, and I'm going to present for you in moments the latest in yesterday's information, politics, events, and pop culture news. We happen to be your go-to supplemental source because we say so for both mainstream and unconventional news stories that you may have missed on the beaten path. Now, we are dealing with the best we can with all the Israel stuff, and while there are actually no actual updates to what's going on, situations this sort of getting worse and worse, we do have one quick story that's kind of off the beaten path there to cover that one. But the main story, the main details, if you're watching the video replays, you see our you see our, our teaser graphic that has a journalist from overseas for us who no one here maybe knows about, but because of the popular nature of this podcast, of these videos, you guys picked her as the very top story for the day in response. So we were talking about uh, Miss Willoughby in just a moment, plus seven other stories to get into that you think are conversational. Check out our website. This is a conversationproject.com for more details on how we do this every single day. It makes the chatter on how we do this inside this video and this podcast much shorter there as well. Check out our sponsors and partners page there as well. Let's get into the news for this morning, and it is a grand morning, if you will. Today happens to be Wednesday, the October the 11th, 2023. Let's get into the headlines that you deem um, conversational and that we vetted from those. Headline number one, starting off with British TV personality Holly Willoughby quits daytime show days after alleged kidnapping plot. This was one of those stories that sort of popped out in the feeds and while we looked through our different feeds of things for news to pick out. And it was something that, that kept coming up in different headlines. We pulled this one from The Independent because the headline basically made the most sense and the write-up made the most sense. The robot editor gives us this as the report from this. Holly Willoughby has announced her decision to leave ITVs this morning after 14 years. She was reportedly on indefinite leave after alleged kidnap plot against her. Willoughby said that th said thank you to everyone who had ever worked on the show and to every guest who had been on her sofa with her. The quote from her is, I will miss you all so much. Um, she said that to Richard and Judy after the show's final episode. Alison Hammond appeared as a last-minute replacement for Holly Willoughby on Thursday, the 5th of October, but did not offer any reason for her appearance. Her exit comes five months after uh, it was revealed that uh, there was an affair um, with a younger colleague going back and forth with the producer, and so uh, Sherfield said it was unwise but um, not legal for the affair, and they alleged a kidnapping plot to make everything all sort of crazy. This is all sort of crazy for us to see. I'm sure it's pretty crazy for folks overseas to actually live through and watch. Uh, so this is one that because of the I guess, salaciousness of this, that a lot of people who watch this thing or get this thing, international if you will, big response on it on the Twitter. So this pulled up and it's probably be one big response for the weekend shows as well. We've had a lot of Drake things pop up. This one popped up with the most engagement. So we had to put this in here and it's one of the odder ones, if you will. Headline reads, Drake, 36, calls out weirdos for commenting on his relationship with 19-year-old Bobby, Millie Bobby Brown. Now, the weirdos, the people who are kind of lamenting that Drake is hanging out, talking to, chatting things up with Millie Bobby Brown, but basically he's saying he's doing big brother status and giving her advice on boys. So, you know, he's a he's in that realm of famous people. He's known for being sort of player stuff. So she is getting advice from a guy with expertise, and he is, you know, not shy about the fact that he's being big brother status to this young woman, saying, you weirdos need to back away. This ain't what you think it is. Drake doing plenty of other weirdo stuff as it is. He's right now taking a break from music because he's dealing with his health. He has some stomach issues that he's trying to deal with to get those covered. But we're going to see him back. He has a new album out, which, you know, you're taking a break and putting out an album, which seems kind of productive. 
But you got to make that money. You got to make that money. So right now, we'll see Drake less on stage, more in your Spotify playlist, and probably still chatting up at basketball games with Millie Bobby Brown. This is a story that is extremely creepy. And if you're a person who uses things like Airbnbs, uh, rental houses for places, and you're seeing a lot of pushback in many neighborhoods on the fact that they're out there, this is one of the reasons why. The headline reads, Airbnb owner says guest hasn't left property or paid in 18 months. This start off with Shaska Djokovic, uh, Djokovic uh, who rented out an accessory dwelling unit to his Los Angeles home to Elizabeth Hershon in September 2021. Hershon's been living there ever since, not paying rent and refusing to leave unless Djokovic will pay her relocation fee about $100,000. Sounds crazy? Well, there is some precedent to this being the real case, and it's going to court to get rid of them. If you are a homeowner and a, and a renter of, of buildings, and you have people who have been staying in your second home for a while, just as guests who are you know house-sitting, or renting it out to a friend or family member, or just renting a person, and they stop paying rent and become squatters, they have a weird legal right to do that. And so if you process the law properly, you can make things happen. That's why you send police officers to, you know, get people out of houses in cases like this. We will see how this thing plays out. The legal system is a weird thing. And the L.A. legal system, with the way they do housing, a very weird, odd thing. So this will be played out over the courts and in the news for stuff like this. You guys picked up. We picked up on it kind of late when we got a chance of understanding of it. You guys really got into it. Santos, Santos, Santos. George Santos still says he's running for his seat in New York. And former Representative Tom Ciozzi, who actually had the job in that seat before he lost it to Santos, is running again. He's a Democrat, and he called out Santos by name saying, I want my seat back, and I want Santos out of it. Now, there are plenty of Republicans who were trying to basically primary uh, George Santos to get him out of the way and keep that seat for the House and keep the seat for New York. But the former Democrat who had the seat, who had some success with it, is back, back again, and going to try to take Santos out in this one. Santos is a very complicated story, very complicated issue. He's been sued again, or more charges coming up for some other issues that he's done. We had that in the news a few days ago. So this complicated man who no one understands, period, no one just understands him, is not going away yet. But we'll see if the politics, the actual voting in and out, will take care of that in a couple of months, or about you know, a year or so, I guess, when the elections come up. We've been talking a lot about Gaza and borders there in Israel, things like that. Let's talk about the U.S. border for a moment, because this is a very heart-wrenching story, and it, it tells the problem that we have right now. The U.S. border is released, has released, U.S. Border Patrol has released thousands of migrants on San Diego streets, taxing charities. One of the greater things about the stories of migrant cities, of cities across, or border cities, cities across the border where migrants are ending up and the start is the way the people there have deep humanitarian uh, wants and needs and want to take care of the people as best as possible. But at some point, you can't give the shirt off your back if you run out of shirts in your closet. The, it is taxing all the resources of the cities on the border and taxing all the resources of the charities who try to take care of the load for the cities. It's becoming a real deal for people who live in the United States who need these these services and people coming across the border who need something to get them over until they can be processed 
and either sent to someplace uh, more stable or sent back home in some cases. Now the United States is actually working to send people back to where they came from, which should have been a bigger play a long time ago, but it takes some time to make that happen. San Diego is just one city in one case where they're trying to take care of the migrants as they come into town and get them settled, but at some point it becomes too much. The Sam Bankman free trial gets a bit more interesting as Carolyn Elson, who is basically his girlfriend and part founder and all sort of references, gave her testimony and said that he directed her to commit crimes. Like directly said, yeah, you're going to do this thing and we know it's wrong, but this is what you're going to do. Carolyn Ellison uh, ran the hedge fund uh, for Sam Bankman Freed on Tuesday, testified that a former boss literally directed her to commit crimes. The 20-year-old testified that she committed fraud, conspiracy to commit fraud, and money laundering along with Bankman Freed and others. Said that Bankman Freed directed her to commit these crimes and thought he'd become president one day. Yes, thought he'd be president one day. Ellison was asked to identify Bankman Freed in the courtroom, and after scanning the room, you know, you'd like to do, you know, it's that man with the weird suit and bad thing. One of the world's wealthiest men on paper for a while, worth about $32 billion when his cryptocurrency business collapsed, obviously worth much less right now. The trial shall continue. The only way we're actually sneaking in coverage of the uh, unrest, we'll leave it like that, in Israel, is this headline, which has really little to do with that, but it, and it goes in the, the direction but bear with me. You guys cared. We put it in there to fill a spot. You guys cared enough to get to this. We got to it. So, Bella Hadid hailed for making Kylie Jenner delete Israel support post. After the attacks on Saturday, Kylie Jenner, yes, that Kylie Jenner, put out a post with an Israel flag picture and said, we stand with Israel. And Bella Hadid uh, essentially said, please put the Jesus down or we won't be friends. And she did. And people are basically hailing um Hadid for doing this. Now, what does this all mean? I honestly don't know and understand because um, there are many people who are doing the, the current, you know, I stand with Israel, changing their their, their pace, their posts on Facebook, putting a little overlay graphic of the Israeli uh, flag on top of it, things like that. And there are people who are saying the Palestinians still need to be supported, which is also true. Uh, the biggest issue in, in between is that Hamas who the Palestinians have sort of selected, whether by choice or just by by just you know force of what happened to represent the the, the the movement, are terrorists, are killing babies, are killing children and kidnapping innocent people, and not following any sort of rule of war, and not trying to make any sort of you know just a, a, any sort of submission to actually have peace and get stuff. They're just thinking, okay, we're just going to take over Israel and take the land, and nobody's going to deal with this because we're Hamas. There's the actual issue. Sorry to get political with this post here, but it is, I mean, it, it is what it is. This is this are bad people doing bad things right now, and something must be done about it. The question is, going to be the always what? And we're going to end this morning's uh, cast, this morning as I do this, starting at 5.50 a.m., with this nice thing to talk about. A 99-year-old woman goes viral for her secret to living long life. A almost 100-year-old lady, her name is Mildred Kirschenbaum, um, just shy of 100, gets really honest about the importance of your attitude and how to really deal with it on a TikTok she had on with her daughter in an Instagram moment. So spending time with um, her daughter, uh, Mildred just laid it out. If you focus on the positive, you will live a longer life. 
She advises her friends to have an extra dessert if the food isn't quite right. If your beans aren't so great, get an extra piece of cake. He makes it up. And, you know, just stop complaining. Her daughter, Gail, agrees with the mother that our attitude, mindset, and thoughts affect our actions and create our, our, our life as it comes. Um, it's a, it's she, and, and she's very active. She plays bridge with her friends. She has an iPhone that she texts on all the time. She hits up the gym more than I do and goes to the community clubhouse and happy hour. I'm not sure what that means, but it says happy hour. Happy birthday soon for Mildred. Hopefully all things go well and your keys to great positive life. We should all pay more attention to. And our apologies, errors on the mission section. Very quickly, Jason Momoa is reportedly in talks to play Lobo for James Gunn. There's a new Superman movie in the works for James Gunn called Superman Legacy, and Lobo, a anti-villain of the um, anti-hero, anti-villain. Just he's just sort of a character out there. If you don't understand the Lobo character, he's a nearly an invincible character on the level of Superman. He drives a motorcycle. He's really gray. He cusses a lot. He uses guns. He's one of those guys in the role of like a Deadpool type folks that you know he's really bad, but you love him anyway. And Jason Momoa basically looks like Lobo, so it just sort of happens to work out that way. Will Momoa get a second role in DC movie after the Aquaman thing, which he literally looks nothing like? Check out the link, check out the stories, see how the rumors and innuendo go along those ways. Let's get to the business side of here for the Conversation Projects, things you might have heard. This is our teaser story segment where we'll talk about a story we can talk about tomorrow per you guys and how the feeds work and how you make us say the things we say every single day the feeds are our links our pages on twitter slash x and on facebook if you go to facebook.com slash this is conversation project or twitter or x.com slash th underscore conversation every 50 minutes or so we post a new story for you to engage in literally as you check your feeds on twitter and facebook you just look at what we're talking about, see a story that looks interesting, and engage in it. Like it, love it, hate it, share it, just like that. What we talk about tomorrow, Taylor Swift, and this headline, Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, pre-sale sellouts outpacing Barbie. And Barbie will come back to maybe haunt us in a bit for this show, so keep that in the back of your head. But Taylor Swift's Eras Tour movie, which is coming out in about a week or so, I believe, um, the pre-sales for this thing, which has been on for months, may topple the Barbie pre-sales. We will see if Taylor Swift can help save movies just like Barbie did for the summer and how big the chance to see her concert tour on the big screen in a theater with other Swifties is going to be if you couldn't get a chance to see it on the actual tour. This is a story we can talk about in more detail because it really means a lot if you give it the headlines it needs to. We'll talk about eight of the stories of the top 15 for today, tomorrow. If this one's a top 15 story, I'm pretty sure we're talking Taylor Swift. And maybe it's a football thing because that's as well. But we'll probably talk Taylor Swift regardless. We'll see which one of her stories actually makes the peak. Today's sponsor is myself. And it's not Jay Cleveland Payne, the media observer from The Conversation Project. It is Jay Cleveland Payne, the business coach and personal development coach uh, from um, Business Questions Answered here, that brand. And from that brand, I'm offering up a chance at my new book, which is for business people and for regular people, because it's the simple process of getting your money right. It's called Mastering Your Money, and it gives you 13 tips to help you get better at your money. And they're very simple tips that you can start literally today. You open it up, you go to number one, and you can put that in place at this moment. 
13 different tips to help you go through. Now, they're all intertwined and they work together as a chain. So the more you can actually put into your life, the better you are. Now, as a business the coach, business, personal development person, if your personal money is better, you can do better with your business. If your business, if your business money is better and treat your business as if it's own separate personage and it does all the same things you're asking yourself to do personally, you can do better on your own. So check it out. This is great for people who are trying to get their money right so they can open up a small business or a side hustle or people who are in business and having issues and just want to take a very simple approach to what's going on. You do it as if you're doing your personal finances. Master Your Money is available at Amazon. Search for Master Your Money, Jay Cleveland Payne. Or if you're watching the video or it's listening to the podcast, there is a link to it in the description. Click that link and you can get the book. $10 on, on paperback and $5 for Kindle right now. Meanwhile, let's talk about me, Jay Cleveland Payne, the media observer for the Conversation Project, which lives at this, this conversationproject.com. Check it out uh, every single day, every single day, because we do something every single day for you guys. Every single day, all day long, we have the feeds going so you can tell us what to talk about all the time. You can tell us what to do by emailing us when you feel like it anytime you want to at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. You can also help us get things done and tell us what to do as well by going to our partnerships page and partnering up to do better stuff. Um, how this thing works is simple. It's a joint effort with all of us. This is really the pulse of the people out there listening to what you have guys going on in the news so we know what to talk about. So that's how we get those stories. And you tell us every single day and for the weekend what it is you think is interesting. We need you to follow the feeds and send us emails. Those are free, easy things to keep things going here. We also need your help as partnerships and we need your help as visiting our sponsors. So we ask you to do that as well. Our main website is this, is a conversationproject.com. Check it out and help us out today and look for other ways to get us either this thing here in various forms, other outlets we do to give you news and information. Uh, all links are there at the website. After the business part, we start to have some fun and the fun stuff happens every single weekday morning after the news and the business. And as always, the fun stuff, it begins now. Every single weekday morning, we begin the fun stuff with Birthdays and birthdays for the day. And this is no exception. Birthdays for this 11th of October in 2023 is some pretty big ones to, to celebrate. Starting off with Daryl Hall, who is 77 years old on the day. Daryl Hall, a famous Hall and Oates, and just bringing the blue eyed soul style to the masses, uh, hang singing with uh, both that group and outside as well. Daryl Hall made a um, weird appearance in a uh, rap song back in the 90s called Ghetto Smile where he sang, you know, the Sarah Smile sort of course of that one. It was weird. Made no sense. Didn't really go anyplace. But hey, it got him paid and we were like, Daryl Smile singing that Daryl Hall's in this one? And the guy's like, yeah, it's cool. Daryl Hall turning seven, seven years old on the day. Still touring uh, with Hall and Oates going back and forth getting that love of nostalgia him uh, around the way. She may not be your favorite Deschanel, but Emily Deschanel, the younger, is 47 years old on the day. Looking quirky, big old eyes, and just being the little pixie thing. Still doing what she has. And right now, just roaming the earth and terrorizing us in hotel commercials, being a fairy princess. But she's there, doing great stuff. She is 47 years old on the day. And you can't stop Cardi B. No one can stop Cardi B. You can only hold the container, and that's only for so long and so much time. 31 years old for the... Um, just massive um, national national um, natural force that is Cardi B. 
34, 31 on the day. Let's go to our history lesson for today, starting off in 1910. On this 11th of October in 1910, ex-president Theodore Roosevelt became the first U.S. president to fly in an airplane. We know he was the next. He flew for four minutes with Arch Hoxie in a plane built by the Wright brothers. History on that one. In 1929, a little jump ahead, JCPenney opened store number 1252, 1252, happening in Milford, Delaware, and then, and then, and then, it made it a nationwide company with stores in all 48 of the U.S. states, only 48 states back in 29. And in 75, Saturday Night Live debuted with George Carlin as the host and Janice Ian and Billy Preston as musical guests. The very first Saturday Night Live, which looks nothing like what it does now. The experiment in television where they went live on TV had a comedian kind of do some bit of his act that was more or less a cleanish version, more or less, and it's turned into the cultural phenomenon it is today. Saturday Night Live has gone through various iterations, various lives, if you will, and has been sometimes more impact than others. Now it's just a bunch of funny dudes and, and ladies doing funny stuff. Still getting in some political commentary there, not as hard-hitting and biting as possible, but we did have, you know, six years of Trump to deal with, so, or five years of Trump. Six years, if you do, do it as non-president stuff, just kind of being Trump. So he's kind of hard to make fun of when he can't really make fun of himself. Saturday Night Live debuted on this day, 1975. On this day, October 11, we celebrate You Go Girl Day. So, you go girl. Just like that. As a girl dad, you go girl means a lot to me because my girl, my girl is my girl, my girl is my world. And this one is one of those made up um, holidays that we can actually kind of trace back to something. Not just all of a sudden um, some Subway sandwich shop just said, oh yeah, it's sandwich day. Okay, cool. It's Sandwich Day. The origins of National Go You Go Girl Day can be traced back to 2015 when it first started gaining traction online. Social media platforms were flooded with hashtags and shoutouts dedicated to women who were making a difference. With each passing year, the day only grew in popularity, becoming an annual celebration that is cherished by many. The exact creation is a mystery because it sort of happened as organic, but we can all join in the fun appreciation that it brings to say, go, you go girl. So give a girl a high five, whether live or virtual. If you're still doing the COVID thing, do the air high five and show some love to your girls and say, this one is out to the girls and say a couple of you go girls to some of your girls out there. Yesterday, we hugged Kevin. Today, tell a girl she's got it going on. And finally, one more thing you might not have heard for today. The hottest new Halloween costume of the year is poised to be Barbie, which after witches and vampires is the third most popular Halloween costume for adults, according to National Retail Federation. It's also a top 10 costumes for kids, so it's making love all over the place. Americans will spend $4.1 billion on their outfits this year and $12.1 billion on Halloween in general for all of this spooky stuff and candy and decorations. Now, this is no surprise as Barbie was a culture hit and it was a big people dressed up to go watch the movie itself but this is nothing new as a child who survived the 80s um we had the barbie costume we had the plastic mask and the plastic flammable um the sheet you wore over your body that everybody walked through the neighborhood for which was odd because people like you like it was a big deal to get someone to buy those crappy halloween costumes back in the day and they were really really terrible but you knew you were somebody if your parents actually paid for your costume and didn't just go to the thrift store and buy something. My mom made the most awesome UXQ costume one year and I won a prize for it, so it was awesome. But yeah, it still wasn't the Transformer plastic mask and, and flammable shirt thing. It just wasn't. With that, 
we're going to wrap up today's edition of The Fun Stuff and Things You Might Have Heard for Wednesday, October the 11th, 2023. Thank you so much for being with us for the show. Thank you so much for giving us a show to do by following us in the feeds and telling us the words we should be coming out of my mouth. And you do that by going to Facebook and Twitter, following us in the feeds, and engaging in the stories you see coming down the line. Like them, love them, hate them, share them. Email us at the conversation inbox at tiva.com to give us more details on what we can do to improve the show. And stop by our partnerships page at our website and see if there's ways we can hook up to work together as well. Make sure you're staying limber, staying hydrated, and on task for all the grand things you, yes, you, are here to do for the world. And enjoy the day. Hey, girls, you go, girl. Have a great day. And we will do this again. More news stories. What will we talk about tomorrow? I don't know. You have an idea because you're going to tell me about it uh, for the going through the feeds for things you might have heard for a Thursday edition.